The intellectual dark web, NFL bans kneeling, and why are people lying about police misconduct? All this and more on episode 28 of a podcast without a name. I feel like I could have done a better job. With I'm that. impressed. No, I mean, I think it sounds like you've done that before. I practice in front of my mirror a lot. Apparently. I mean, if you're listening to this and you thought that intro was just like awesome, you got a comment or something. Let Anthony know. Because <laughs> I thought it was great. We're thinking it's going to take a couple takes. And Anthony just like hits it out of the park on the first try. So, well, thank you. Thank oh, one you. take. Congratulations. That's what they call him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Amongst other things. Amongst other things. So we're all the whole crew's here. It's been a while. It's been almost two months, if not two months, for this episode number 28 to kick off. It's been a long time in the making. We've had uh, several canceled uh, plans for this episode, but here we are. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I missed you guys, <laughs> man. It's been a while since we've, we've all had an opportunity to talk, so this is great. Um, so real quick, let's do what we typically do. What's everyone drinking this evening? Well, I am drinking, of course. Kona beer. <laughs> I'm a lay. Well, surprise. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm kicking it. You know, this weekend is Memorial Weekend. By the time we mm-hmm. uh, actually post this, it'll probably be Memorial Weekend. But having yes. uh, some summer beers, uh, getting ready for uh, for the summertime. Word. Richard? Uh, as per usual, I'm drinking some Schmidt's American-style lager. can be purchased mm. for $5.45 plus tax. For a six-pack of Tall Boys, delicious. Fancy pants. I'm drinking a historical favorite of mine, Coronitas. 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 Reminds me of our senior weekdays. Oh, yeah. I've pounded three of them in the last five minutes. Just like our senior like these weekdays. Things just <laughs> yeah. Are they the ponies, the ponies of Corona? Oh, yeah. And they're delicious. Nice. Yeah, they, they are good. I don't know what it is about the smaller the Coronitas. They taste better than the Corona. I don't know. I can't explain it either. It's because they stay cold. Because so you drink them so fast, they stay cold the whole time. That's why. Science. That's why that we have Rich here. Honestly, is for the, yeah. So this is science uh, talk with Richard. It's the voice of reason. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, you guys heard it. We're going to talk about the intellectual dark web. Uh, we're going to jump into the, the breaking news of the day: NFL banning kneeling. And why do people lie about police misconduct and get outed in uh, body cam footage? But before that, let's jump into like a real quick recap of what we've missed and some of the highlights. And guys, I, only, I threw just a couple of here in our notes. If you could think of anything that pops in your head that's notable, we're not going to dig into these. We're just going to kind of outline them. Uh, the you know the situation with North Korea, the diplomacy is you know two hundred percent diplomacy right now. Uh, Trump is going to meet with Kim Jong Un. I, I know it's a little rocky right now, but I think it's still going to happen. I think it is. I think the second week of June is supposed to happen. Um, South Korea, North Korea met. They had a little like a little summit. They went went to the demilitarization zone or whatever. And they you know, walked over the line and they kind of shook hands and made a like a, a framework, if you will, for um, possibly even ending the Korean War. So that's pretty big news. Um, but a lot of that is still like, hey, let's see like action in this. So that's where we are with that. Uh, we had another school shooting in Santa Fe, 10 people killed. Uh, the usual stuff that follows that ensued. 
Um, so I don't expect the gun control debate to go away anytime soon. Maybe we'll kind of dedicate a little bit more time to this because I think it re- requires a little bit of time from us. Um, but on another episode, uh, Russia Trump is still a thing. Surprise, surprise. Um, I think the biggest thing here is the investigation. Uh, I think the Mueller investigation is of the opinion that they cannot indict a sitting president, which is kind of been theorized uh, from precedent in the past with investigations, but it's been apparently leaked or communicated to the Trump lawyers that that's the case, that that's of their their opinion that they're going on. Um, That's kind of interesting, but that's kind of still going along, right? Mixed in with all that is this Stormy Daniels and her lawyer, um, who apparently turns out to be, he's a little bit of a scumbag himself, but there's a lot of questions now about their motivations and what it really all means. Um, it looks like they're banking everything on some sort of campaign finance charge, which is apparently a really weak attempt at getting at Trump. But it gets a lot of press because it makes Trump look like who he is and who everyone thought he was, which was a little bit of like a little womanizer's comeback. No one ever said he wasn't. But it's getting the play because that's just further proof of that as if we needed it. Is um, her lawyer on top of Stormy Daniels' case? Oh, 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 look at that, man. That's that was clever. That's clever. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what they call in, in the uh, in the radio business. That's what we call a pun. A pun. Uh, any any other additional news that we might want to just highlight that we've you know kind of passed over us since we haven't had a podcast? I don't think there's anything. Yeah, think, I'm sure there's something significant. Yeah. But. No, I think I think you you there. That's good. Uh, good summary of, of all the big things i guess in the past uh, week or so but you know obviously uh, since it's been so long some of the topics that we've missed have become stale since um but we you know doesn't mean that we can't talk about them uh, as as the conversation ensues oh you better believe we'll have another podcast in north korea that's my shit right there oh, man you know yeah. all that stuff that's my, that's my <laughs> shit that's my shit. That's my shit. <laughs> anyway, in more interesting news, uh, Dr. Dre loses a battle with a gynecologist named Dr. Dre mm-hmm. over trademarking the name Dr. Dre. Damn. That's it. <laughs> that's although funny, although Dr. Dre, the gynecologist, looks like it's more like a dry. D-R-A-I. Dry. Yeah, but it's the way he pronounces it. And um, Chronic. So he apparently he's written books. He's got all these books and stuff. And he wanted to trademark the the phrase Dr. Dre. And I guess because of the way it's pronounced, uh, the Dr. Dre that we all know contested it and he lost. Um, so the gynecologist, Dr. Dre uh, has now trademarked Dr. Dre. I don't know what that means in terms of like what Dr. Dre needs to do with his like property, intellectual property and musical works. I don't think, it, I don't know. If that's well, I don't think it would matter with that, but I guess what they would yeah. be uh, is like if, if the gynecologist, Dr. Dre, um, you know, pursued some like marketing scheme, I guess, to use that, that name, you know what I mean? Like, and, and maybe that puts a certain uh, tone on the actual Dr. Dre and his marketing efforts in the future. I'm I'm not sure if that, you know, if they care about that. I I, I think the two are separated enough that it shouldn't really matter, but you know. And then the next piece of news I want to highlight is something that like if I saw this on Rich's like Facebook status, I would not be surprised. Apparently there was a wildlife park in Canada that forgot to tell police that they were taking their bear out for ice cream. And doesn't it I happen? Totally would not be surprised. Though. I mean, like, honestly, yeah. like, let's really talk about this uh, for real. OK, we're all men here. OK, how many times have you 
took your bear out for ice cream and you forgot to tell the police that you were doing that. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you could, your bear could be anything too, right? If you think about it. Yeah. But I mean, totally would not surprise me if I scrolled through Rich's Facebook and he talked about bringing his bear to get ice cream (laughs) and got fined by the police. Or hot dog. It just totally strikes me as something Rich would, like he would have a bear. I would not be surprised at that. And then he would take it out to get ice cream. Would not be surprised. In fact, he probably does have a bear. And we can say this without him contesting anything because uh, I think he's he's uh, having some children issues right now. So he's not. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Rich Rich is back. That was a fucking uh, disaster. Sorry. Did you hear our bear conversation? (laughs) I just heard him say, I bet we could say he has a bear and he won't contest it because he's not here. I heard that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we were saying above. Uh, we were talking about the the fun and more interesting news, and oh, the, I was the, saying bear the, the, the bear cream. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I said it, it sounded like something to me that uh, I would not be surprised to see on like your status on Facebook. Like you have a bear and you decide to take out for ice cream and you got fined for it or something. I think he oh, keeps that to his intellectual dark web. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, intellectual dark web. So in radio, that's what we call a segue. That is the segue. So now since since we've hit on the really important news, um, let's go into our less important topics of uh, the intellectual dark web and then NFL banning kneeling and then the police misconduct where people decide to lie about it and get outed. The intellectual dark web. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, this is uh, – it's somewhat recent in mainstream after the New York Times published an op-ed. Uh, I forget who wrote it, but um, kind of outlining the, the dark web. I'll, we'll link this stuff in our show notes. But um, essentially what it is is a group of academics, uh, intellectuals, and you know just thinkers. And from all different, if you really look at their bios, from all different parts of the spectrum, the political spectrum, right? Um, and but somewhere along the line, somewhere or another, they were kind of pushed out of mainstream media or mainstream thought and for no, nothing other than expressing facts or truths um, and, and, and kind of challenging the status quo of things that you see on like CNN, MSNBC and Fox News. Um, and so they've kind of like created this community that pr- pretty much just lives on the Internet because no one in network news wants them on really except for maybe Ben Shapiro and we'll go, we'll talk about some of the characters within it um where they kind of all talk to each other and they explore all these different concepts and and things and it's it's rather interesting how they've come about um they actually have a website called what was it intellectualdark.website it's like <laughs> yeah which i never knew about that until i was like i gotta find something that references these people so i can link it to it in our show notes so i don't know how legit the website is but going through the people that they cite in there that are part of this it, it kind of tracks with what i've been following with Intel- intellectual dark web like you have people like um ben Shapiro is on there he's more of a conservative pundit but he's been kind of shunned to the internet so he kind of falls into this but jordan peterson eric weinstein and brett weinstein brothers uh, we talked about the Brett Weinstein situation in one of our early podcasts. Um, some more notable ones on here are Ayan Hirsi Ali, um, Somali-born activist, uh, feminist, and author. Um, 
let's see, Joe Rogan's on here. Uh, geez, I mean, just to, like to me, to me, it's fascinating because <clears throat> I, I feel like it's 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 like the uh, I don't know the the A list of people that have the same sort of frustration that so many of us, you know, uh, small people in the world <laughs> have, you know, yeah. have like, I mean, hell, why did we start the podcast without a name? You know what I mean? We, we wanted yeah. to have some sort of forum, uh, to speak about things, you know, in a, in a critical thought type of way. And, and, you know, because so many, uh, topics that you see on, on social media and on the news, on the mainstream media are, you know, so jaded and, you know, anybody that has actual, uh, you know, thought processes and, and, and critical thought process are, are kind of, you know, just put to the side, shunned to the side. Their, their things are never as shared as the clickbait type stuff. You know what I mean? And, and I think we see this, you know, all the way to the level of like the Ben Shapiro's and stuff like that. And, and it's just interesting mm-hmm. that they took on this type of forum at, at this point. Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? If you look at yeah, you know, Sam Harris, Sam Harris on there, which isn't a surprise, and Christina Hoff Summers, Stephen Pinker, like you know, neuroscientist and philosopher, um, philosophy uh, professor and feminist, um, psychologist, cognitive psychologist at Harvard. These people, like, and, and the and the Weinstein brothers, like, they are like, like if you were to define what it means to be progressive and liberal, the Weinstein brothers would be that, right? But they're on here with Ben Shapiro, right? Like, and and I listen to Sam Harris a lot. I do. I don't l- tune into like Jordan Peterson's like YouTube stuff or anything like that. But I do take note of some of his clips and and some of the more notable things he's done. And like, they're all interacting with each other, and they all have conflicting views. Like Ben Shapiro is the hardcore like Jew, right? Mm-hmm. And then Sam Harris doesn't think religion is a thing. But they've been on each other's podcasts and they have these thoughtful and deep conversations where they disagree half the time, but they it's you don't walk away like with a high blood pressure or something like, like I just I just wish that that became more mainstream. Right. I wish that, yeah. that more people recognize this. Um you know, and maybe all, all like, like four of our listeners. No, I'm just kidding. But, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, you know, the more that it's talked about, the more traction it will get in the mainstream. I, I think people are obviously talking about it. I mean, um, it, it's obviously on, yeah, New York Times and, and, and things like that. And, and it's, it's gaining some conversation and, and some traction on social media, but not much. I wish that it, it gained a lot of traction where people would actually want to, emulate that type of discussion. You know what I mean? uh, Oh, I was just going to say that the the funny thing is, as I'm looking at the people on this page is that a lot of them, uh, if not the majority of them have been guests on the Joe Rogan podcast. So, I mean, that's 91 million downloads a month. I mean, we're just a little bit shy of that, but um, so a lot of these people are getting uh, views that way. And he has such a big audience that it's getting these ideas out to, to people. I know like Dan Carlin's been on there several times. Ben Shapiro has been on there. Uh, Jordan Peterson has been on multiple times. Owen Benjamin. All these people have been have been on his show. So, I mean, Joe from the podcast uh, without a name. I, I heard yeah. he was on there. Yeah. And uh, there. I don't so. think he's he's one of these people himself. So he, he'll even admit that, uh, you know, he's he's uh, not an intellectual. He just has a good memory and can 
repeat what smart people say and use big words that smart people know what they actually mean and things like that. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that this sort of thing is getting more attention than it ever has in the past only because people are getting so sick of watching mainstream news outlets um, and just having, you know, these idiots have screaming matches. You know, on, on a side note with something that you just said, um, and I, I don't mean to take away from our dark web, uh, intellectual dark web conversation, but do you find that people, uh, mainly on your social media, because that's probably our best optic on this, do you feel that some people are actually getting fatigued of the normal propaganda that they like to throw out on social media like do you do you feel like they're maybe starting to get a little bit uh, tired and take long breaks and then all of a sudden like wake up and post a bunch of crap and then stay silent for a while again because it's just getting somewhat old i know for myself i feel Uh, that way yeah (laughs) yeah i agree too i think that's the case like there's only so much mental like capacity that one could really put towards this stuff. And like, think about this, put your, put yourself in the shoes of someone who is just as much as they want to say tolerant, but intolerant, right? Like whether that's on a left or right, where they, they see someone else's opinion and it gets them so upset, right? Like think about that on a daily basis for someone who is so far on the left, Mm -hmm. on the right, whatever it is, everything's got to be triggering to you. So at some point you got to shut down for us. It's maddening because we want to just smack people upside the head and say, listen, man, you got, did you ever ask a question about this? Did you ever follow the links on those sources and to see if they're legit and real? Did you ever once consider that maybe you're reading opinion and spin, right? Like, like to not just suddenly just fall for the, the first opinion piece that you read about a subject, like this happened. This is why, Oh my God, we're all racist and bigots. And, and for that you purpose, suck. I think something like the intellectual dark web would never catch fully right with mainstream because so many people because, want yes. to live in that, that small bubble that they it's, created. We don't have time for the most part. Most people don't have time to think deeply about these things. Right. And, you don't you can't blame them they have their lives to deal with they have a family they have work they have you know bills to pay they have all these things that are flying through their lives that they've decided to rank them in priority what gets most of my brain power in the day mm-hmm. and you know what unfortunately a lot of this stuff they just rather have other people think for them on it they just go okay i trust the huffington post i trust trust bite uh, breitbart like I, so what they I say about it i'm taking close.tv <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just that's what's happening, right? And th- th- and this is a good point you bring up because someone like Joe Rogan, I think, is a very interesting person because if you watch his pot or listen to his podcast and watch his YouTube videos, you could go back in his archives to years and years ago and you could almost follow him as an intellectual, how he finds the people that know what they're talking about, he explores their minds. And he could easily rank and file the bullshit, right? And then, but he grows. Like there was a point where he was like a, basically a flat earther. Well, not, I don't think he was ever a flat earther, but he he was like completely bought into we staged the moon landing, right? And like he had Neil deGrasse Tyson on and, you know, he, he just kind of walked him through it and talked about it and he's, he believes it now, right? Like he trusts 
um, institutional knowledge, right? He's not a conspiracy theorist in that regard, where at some point in his career, you probably could think of him as one, right? But he trusted, he brought on the people that he you need to bring on, the experts in these fields or uh, people who could speak from a position of authority on certain things because of experience, research, or whatever it might be. And he's you could really just chronicle his his intellectual growth if you listen to his podcast over like you just take a sampling every every year for the past ten years or something whenever he started and you can just see it man like he that's what I like about him because Rich you're right like he doesn't necessarily claim to be any sort of crazy smart person but the thing that he does well is listen and he knows how to rank like rank the bullshit right this is like the the top of the bullshit meter this is the bottom of it. So, yeah, you know, and, and you navigate one through thing that. that. And it's interesting. You just said something that somewhat resonated. Like, I feel like one thing that I've learned during the course of, you know, the two years that we've been doing this and just talking to people and, you know, trying to figure out why what certain people say, because the question, I don't mean to digress really quick, but one of the questions that I ask myself sometimes is when I read certain things that certain people post or I listen to certain people talk and they say certain things, I wonder to myself, why is this making me so angry? <laughs> right? Why is my blood pressure rising when I when I I know that this person, you know, is either a troll or they just, you know, are very uh, sh- like like narrow-minded. Um so why does that still bother me even though I I expect it? And what I came to conclude is that it's not so much what they're saying, it's their inability to listen, right? Like they don't, they're, they're not even their inability to, they're, they're, you know, they just don't, certain people don't want to listen. They just want to talk. And I guess that becomes frustrating because the human dynamic is to listen, to hear and to speak, right? To have a conversation. And when conversation is shunted by one particular individual, it becomes frustrating to the other individual that's trying to communicate, right? So I'm, I'm starting to realize that it might be a, a, a more of a frustration of, wow, they refuse to even listen or think, Right. And they just want to keep spouting what they say, no matter what evidence is put in front of them. And I'm starting to realize that that's more of the frustration rather than what they're actually saying in the first place. I think one thing that we can say about Joe Rogan is that uh, what, 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 uh, what people always say is like, if you want to get better as a person or smarter or uh, more worldly, what you have to do is surround yourself. You can't always be the smartest person in the room. And I think that's something that he does. He surrounds himself with people that are smarter than him, that know more than him, and he's open to what they uh, have to say. And I kind of, um, I think myself included, uh, not to put myself on his level, obviously uh, not, but um, I may have, uh, or before I was kind of more apt to believe in a little bit more crazy shit, and then I started kind of putting more thought into stuff and uh, forming my own opinions. And, uh, you know, like I used to be pretty hardcore leaning to the left and uh, that's changed over the years. I think that's a sign of intelligence more so than just learning more stuff that'll back up what you know is kind of taking on other ideas Mm -hmm. and being willing to entertain them. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you, too. And just to kind of put a, you know, cap on all this, I think like exactly what you're getting at and and maybe I could speak for all of us, but um, I know the reason why I got here to add on to what Anthony said earlier for the reasons why we're here. It's because like, 
at some point you just kind of something gets smashed on your throat over and over again or in your ears over and over again, whatever it may be. And at some point you go, wait a minute, why is this even happening? Like, I'm just taking this, like, should I just take it for granted and go about with my life and just think this is a truth or do I just question it and maybe like grow as an intellectual, right? Um, you know, we hope to strive to become, uh, you know, thoughtful people with good ideas and good reasoning. And like, that's kind of what we're doing this for. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the intellectual dark web is a net gain for people. I think you, you got to give them a shot. You got to look through those headlines. You got to not listen to what Vox is going to say about these people. You got to not listen to what Huffington Post is going to put out for them. Because generally speaking, they're they're against a lot of what the hard left is for. So you, that's where a lot of the pushback is going to come from that you're going to see in the media. But they also are against a lot of what the alt-right, if you will, or the, or the far right stands for. And they get pushback from them too. But the alt-right, it's very small. I know like you would think that the media would... Put it out there. Some large group of people, but the alt right generally doesn't really exist very much, right? They don't have much of a mouth. Well, it's and um, it, it's that's it's more of like a media push, I, I think. You know what I mean? And it's something to offset, um, you know, the, the the hard left or or the regressive left. You know what I mean? And you know, really, when when you look at things in a in a certain perspective, you realize that when we look back on history, right? When we look back at the like history, history, the, the 20s, the, the, the 10s, the late 1800s, you start talking about, you know, the people that were very influential. And there was a lot of propaganda that always has existed. And there was a lot of uh, very great, great minds that also existed. And they were probably the, uh, you know, they were probably the minority in those times. In fact, a lot of people were viewed as uh, crazy or whatever. But when we look at it in hindsight, and as history, you realize that the propaganda has much less uh, weight on history than the actual uh, progressive thinkers, right? Or and, and I don't want to say progressive in the terms of what we call progressive. I'm saying progressive as as people who are are willing to push, you know, certain issues on how we think, how we talk, and what we're talking about, such as the intellectual intellectual dark web right and and these people may or may not uh be the people that we're looking at in a 50 years from now and saying wow what a what a great mind yeah and just to move on from this topic check them out i'll link everything so you can get to them i recommend personally sam harris because he just he just really kind of hits a lot of things that I think about in my head every day. Right. But he's just a really good communicator and listener. And, um, he, the thing that stands out with him for me is he is like the first person to call out his own bullshit. I think that's lost on a lot of people nowadays, mm -hmm. but so check it out. We'll link to it. We're going to move on to the next uh, topic. Interestingly enough, a topic that I don't even think the intellectual dark web has really touched on very much, but the NFL today, which is Wednesday, um, so this is this will be a couple of days before this hits the airwaves, um, banned kneeling um, from uh, the owners voted on it and decided that it will be, I don't know if it's a fine, I'm assuming it's a fine, I forgot to look up the, how much of a fine, but they have the choice to stay in a locker room or stand, right? That's That's their choice. I don't know if they get fined if they decide to stay in the locker room. I don't. 
I'm, I have to. No, uh, from what I've read, something. and again, it's it's somewhat new uh, as of today. So there's there's still more information coming out about it. However, uh, from what I've heard, it's a fine if you kneel. It's not a fine. You are allowed to stay in the locker room if you want to. It's a fine and also a 15 yard penalty. Um, for okay. uh, for kneeling in the uh, during is it the for each player or just if someone does it per per well I that I don't know I mean I, I know uh, I think it was the Jets don't quote me on that I, I probably shouldn't even have said that I think I, the Jets I, owner I think it was the Jets owner that that mentioned um, that he would pay the fine for any player yeah. that wanted yeah. to do that you know as like kind of putting himself out there um, so I, yeah. I don't know that he would say that if he thought that the entire 53 team <laughs> 53 on the team would kneel you know what i mean but um yeah, yeah. so so yeah I'm, I'm not too sure about that i'm maybe rich has uh, some insight on that no as far as i know uh what i heard it was a unanimous decision except for uh apparently the san francisco 49ers owner said uh he, he wasn't going to participate in the vote but uh everybody else apparently voted in the positive i, I definitely heard the word unanimous used um, mm-hmm. whether or not he voted yes, but then put that caveat in there and said that he's going to pay for people on his team, uh, if they kneel. Yeah. I've heard, that. I've heard that yeah, too. I can see that. Uh, but I don't know the per player, the 15, I think the 15 yard penalty thing is stupid, but what are you going to do? The, the funny thing to me is, and maybe I'm just being naive or maybe I'm just still on a high from these Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Uh, last year, yeah. um, however, I, I yes, they won like the Super Bowl. The, the, the Eagles, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, won the Super World Bowl. Champions. Let that sink in. The Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles are the World Champions of American football. Never gets old. Never gets old. So, so anyway, I, I, I just in case people were unaware that the the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But so, with that said, though, I kind of forgot about this whole anthem stuff right and the kneeling stuff and i feel like the 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 uh the media was kind of starting to uh get off the topic a little bit and some people would still kneel and it didn't really matter it wasn't covered as much um and then something like this happens where i feel like it's it just kind of kicks the dust up again and uh and uh, you know and i'm not sure if that's you know a good thing it's like i think like, like let's just leave it alone and let it be and 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 really does it matter? So, so one of my issues with this is I don't really believe. So I, I'm assuming that the owners are viewing this as a reason why the ratings dropped, I think, 25 percent in the past two years. And I don't believe that to be true, but I'm assuming that that's why they they cooperated with this. Food. Anthony, I want to just really pinpoint real quick that you make a really, really good point. I want to emphasize this. This vote today kicks up dust for something that very well could have just went away. And if you think about think about the last time we would have said that, what would what event would have happened that kicked up the dust again in all this? Where it was kind of like not being headline news anymore. It's not it's maybe happening a little bit, but no one's really talking about it because it just becomes kind of routine. What happened? Can anyone remember? Uh, all right. Trump tweeted about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So yes, the people right. who are probably some of the most like vocal, well, maybe not vocal, but probably just want this to go away the most, the owners, and obviously Trump doesn't like it. 
are the ones that are actually bringing more light to it. I think, and and you, you kind of made that point. I was like, you know what? I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. If I would have never, no, no, no one's thinking about this today. Mm -hmm. No one until they voted on it and put a press release out. We know what had happened on the first weekend or whatever. Like people were stopping to do it. Like this wasn't really that much of a thing anymore. It was going away. And listen, it, the whole ratings thing, I think there's a lot of nuance there that people don't hit on. Do I think that there's some sort of hit they're taking? Yes. I think it's a more complex issue. I think there's a lot of other things that come into play, like uh, on-demand media, you know, cord cutting, things like that. Like, And then the whole next generation of uh, entertainment for a younger generation is just more fragmented. There's more opportunities and options out there for people to have entertainment. So like... I think that this is one small piece, one little variable, and maybe that's what compelled the owners to act today. Maybe they, they're looking at their ratings. They're going, we're down 25% year over year kind of thing, and they're going, we have to do something. We know that this is at least one variable. I don't. They might think it's more, but it, it on, probably is on one the variable. Flip side, maybe they feel like they have to act on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on the flip side of this, right, <clears throat> because I do, I do have my own opinions as to the main contributors uh, to, you know, the ratings dropping because that's a real thing, right? That's that's a, a real uh, tangible thing that they can look at. The ratings have dropped recently, right? Um, I, I think. Well, well, I could get into that in a little bit, but but basically, um, maybe and just maybe the owners wanted to kick the dust up on this, right? Does that does that bring? ratings does that bring ratings in a different avenue is it a, is it a different mm. revenue stream i think so the whole old you know advertisement thing like no publicity is bad publicity you know um in that regard you could be right but i do i do really think that this um probably did have a little bit of some sort of factor in on the loss of, of viewership and i'll tell you though the the anecdote to this is winning, right? Mm-hmm. You just you and you hit you know hit on that a little bit too. The Eagles won a Super Bowl. Nobody was thinking about kneeling when the Eagles were playing the Patriots mm-hmm. in that Super Bowl, right? And so if your team's winning, your fan base like your pro I, I, if you could break it down by you know fan bases or something, I bet you could you would see some sort of correlation with depending on winning and winning teams in this factor. But I think I think it definitely has a certain overall approach. Like if you're a casual fan, especially in a market that has like kind of like a half okay team or a team that's not good, like what's your incentive to stick around, right? Like you're you're more likely to be conservative if you're an NFL fan. Um, that's documented really well. Um, so what's your incentive, right? You're you're tuning into the, the broadcasts and for for you know a good portion of. The seasons, there's always some sort of topic about the kneeling going on. Um, so where's your incentive? Your team sucks, right? You're watching this and you're just annoyed by it because well, you, know, you have you're speed, of the opinion that they shouldn't be doing that. The, the speed yeah. of the game, I feel like, was was a huge part of why. So, so you, there's so many different uh, you know variables that that go into ratings, right? And you know, nowadays, like, you know, you have the FanDuel and the DraftKings and, you know, and you're able to pay attention to multiple games, uh, you know, through just your app on your phone. Um, Red uh, uh, Red Zone channel and 
things like that. So you can still go on your daily day, you know, with your family out with your kids or something like that and still be engaged with the game. Um, like you said, you're, if, you're, if your local market team is doing well, you, you might tune in or you might be more apt to tune in, but maybe not necessary, uh, necessarily so if they're just mediocre. Um, but, you know, I think there was a, some sort of article. It actually might have been New York Times as well, but I, I, I don't, don't quote me that on that source. But it, it something about the time that the ball is actually in play in any three hours or three hours and 30 minutes of football is actually only... Up, uh, equated to 11 minutes of actual play time. And that and that that strikes me as pretty crazy, right? Because that means that there's a now obviously there's things, there's runs, there's you know, there's there's plenty of other stuff going on that that brings to the actual time of the game. But with that said, that also means that there's a lot of ads, there's a lot of fluff um, and, and there's a lot of other crap that the media is, is looking at. That is probably you know, penalties, flags on every play. These are the things that are probably creating ratings drops. People don't want to tune in because maybe they barely have the time to tune in as it is. And then you add these added obstacles and they say, well, you know what? I don't have the time for this. I'm going to shut the game off and go mow the lawn. Uh, I agree. Probably t- to a certain degree, not fully. I think a lot of it is just, you know, I think it's just a lot of little things. And like, like you said, you pointed out a lot of little things, but you, you point out a lot of little things associated with the game itself. I think there's a lot of little things with the game, a lot of little things with how people are interacting with media, how pe- and then a lot of little things maybe with the political side of this, th- this thing, right? Like I know for one, like, you know, I'm not looking for sports to be my political outlet, right? Like, Everything is politicized nowadays. Everything, right? It's it's hard to go about your day and not think about some sort of political like ramification for something. And that that's gotta like if the Eagles weren't winning and they didn't win the Super Bowl, I mean I could tell you for sure the last couple of years I haven't been tuning in much to the to the to football. I've been keeping up, like you said, remotely for fantasy football and things like that. But it it did take the Eagles to to be you know really you know kicking it up there to for me to come back like full time, which isn't unprecedented, right? That that happens for successful organizations that their fan bases um, you know come alive when they when they're ha- you know having a lot of success, right? Um, but like there was a time where it didn't matter how good the Eagles were. I was watching football, you know, like all day on Sunday and Monday nights and Thursdays and occasionally Tuesdays or whatever it was. But um, I don't know, Rich, what's your take on this? I don't want to beat this oh, too much. Um, but I want to get I, uh, I agree that I, I think a big part of it is ever since they started instituting these rules to make uh, the offense always had the advantage. It really uh, was bad for the game, like uh, always calling – those devastating like pass interference penalties that would give the offense like 40 yards at a clip or something like that. Something that really did a lot of damage because it's kind of taken away the ability of teams to like compete, uh, especially if you're a defensive player. Taking the big hits away from the game was another thing. Uh, people watch football because it's a violent sport. They like to see the big collisions. You're really not getting that anymore. Uh, they just made a big change to kickoffs and how they're going to be implemented uh, they're talking about probably within a couple of years, kickoffs will probably 
not even be around anymore. So I think those things, just slowing the game down with constant penalties, um, you know, not having the blood sport essence to it uh, um, like you used to have. And, uh, you know, like just uh, Anthony alluded to, the speed of the game and just things taking so long. I mean, that's why baseball is dying a, a slow death because it just takes so damn long for a game to happen. Uh, it's just not exciting to watch. And football had that going for it. It was exciting. Big bang, bang plays, you know, uh, fast action up and down the field. And now it's like there's a play, there's a penalty. And then they talk about it for 10 minutes. And now the penalty, like things can be reviewed. And, uh, you know, there's a great play on the field, but then it's called back for a stupid, like a hold that had nothing to do with the play. So people just get tired of that. And then you add this stuff on top of it that people don't want to be bothered with, like the political stuff. People don't want to, people don't care about the players' political views. They care about, you know, how fast is their 40 yard dash? You know, like how many interceptions did he have this year? Uh, they don't care that, you know, they're involved in that kind of stuff. Uh, people like when they're involved in the community, when they're building playgrounds and, you know, doing stuff for kids and stuff like that. But they really don't care about their social issue stances. And, you know, you mix that all together and it's just a recipe for failure. Which is the case in any profession. Yeah, true. Right? Outside of being a political pundit. People's political views of my work, like, I don't care. I don't care. As long as it doesn't prohibit me or affect me in some sort of way that, like, stops me from being able to be successful at my job, I don't care. You, you could go home and you could be like, I'm like, I have this, like, giraffe fetish or something. Like, I don't care. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, I think we could all agree. I think... Maybe what we're just witnessing is peak NFL. We've hit peak NFL and now it's not peak NFL, right? Like, so. And it's oversaturation too. Now it used to just be on Sunday, Monday. Now it's Sunday, Monday, Thursday. There's a whole channel dedicated. Yeah. Saturday when it comes like close to playoff time, you got Thanksgiving. Now there's games on Christmas. It's just, it doesn't have the buildup that it used to like where you're waiting all week. Sunday comes. Now it's like your team could play like on Monday and on Thursday. And, you know, it's just always rammed down your throat where uh, it wasn't like that before. And, uh, you know, an an unrelated but somewhat related topic, we can move on to our next uh, segment here. Um, But to highlight what's related between these two segments is the reason why NFL players are apparently um, kneeling is because – they perceive um, some sort of police brutality and equal, not equal protection under the law. Um, so it's related to this next topic, which is, um, you know, why people lie about police misconduct and then get outed in, say, body cam footage or other surveillance videos. Um, I think this is interesting because uh, it kind of goes well with what we saw after um, – Trump was elected. We saw this wave of like apparently like anti-Semitic, anti like immigrant, anti black, anti whatever graffiti and, you know, vandalism in different cities and a very large percent, if not all of the high profile things covered of that were actually outed from surveillance videos and investigations to be done by people within those particular groups in some sort of way of making a point. Um, but in this topic, I want to kind of highlight some 
high profile and people in like public trust positions that somehow rationalize in her head that it's okay to lie about a police interaction for some reason. For example, the most recent one was the NAACP president, um, Timmonsville, if I said that right, South Carolina. Timmonsville. Apparently lied about his interaction with the police, uh, that saying he was racially profiled and mistreated and stuff like that. And the body cam footage came out and it was pretty obvious that everything was how it should have been. There was nothing notable about it. It was, it was routine. It was warranted. It was lawful. Um, there was a Princeton professor, same exact story, had this whole social media post about how she was like mistreated and mishandled um, and profiled or for some reason or another. And there were details that they've posted about that just weren't true. Like things that they claim were said positions. They said they were put in physically that didn't happen that the, the videos actually prove do not happen. There was another college professor in Connecticut. There was a Dean of journalism at the university of North Texas. Um, and then in the other non academic world, uh, Michael Bennett, the now Eagle Michael Bennett with the, in Las Vegas apparently uh, said he was mishandled. So that was a ton of surrounds video because it was like at a casino in Las Vegas. There's like cameras everywhere. Um, but this is just a small sample. There's literally probably a couple dozen more high profile people in public trust positions, whether it's universities or um, publicly held offices that claim these interactions to have gone one way. But the video shows that it wasn't that way, like verbatim things in, in some cases and physical things. So I, to I, me, it's not like uh, it, the individual cases are one thing. But what I'm wondering is to what end? What point is this? Like just like the after Trump was elected, why were these people out there doing it to like why was the black man writing the N word on cars after Trump was elected? Um to make it look like there's a bunch of racists. Can, can I just give a really short like, answer? And yeah. this is very short. Yeah. The reason that all this stuff is happening is because the left has created the situation where one, you gain some sort of hero status by being a victim. And two, they've kind of uh, disassociated themselves from the actual truth by having people tell their truth. What's your truth? Which I think is the biggest bunch of bullshit yeah, I've I ever mean, fucking heard in my and, time. And I, and I see that. And again, I, I don't, I don't want to generalize the left, right? But, but I, I'd say certain people in this particular group, far that, left, yeah, the far left, but with the, but in particular with the far left, this particular group that um, I, I feel what it is is that these people generally feel that they are overall mistreated but maybe don't have much tangible evidence to to show to make their point right and and there's no doubt that there's uh some sort of profiling here and there i mean it happens with uh, across all races and and all religions and genders um i think we could agree on that it depends on the areas and the demographic and and everything i i personally think that it may have more to do with uh, the particular class system in that, you know, particular region or society, but unless, you know, yeah, social construct rather than race, but you know, I, I don't know that to be fact. Um, but with that said, I, I think, you know, look at, look at, uh, let's bring it back, right. Let's bring it back to just a normal social interaction. And 
say something happened to somebody. Say, uh, Mr. A and, and Mr. B are talking about something. And Mr. A felt very strongly about something that happened to him. And Mr. B obviously feels uh, or is seemingly disinterested in the in the topic. It just doesn't really seem like, yeah, well, well that's no big deal. So now certain details are now uh, being emphasized or maybe even, you know, I don't know, um, <laughs> lied about white lie, you know what I mean? To, to bring a part, bring about their point a little bit more. Right. And, and, and overemphasize their point so that they get more of a reaction and, and more of a, uh, so the ends justifies the means for them. Right. They're trying to make it so that to them personally, it's justified in, in, in how they're feeling. But seeing that other people aren't feeling the same way, they feel that they need to go above and beyond to make people understand. Right. And, and that's 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 not right. Right. However, because it puts uh, a, a, an unfair light on other people uh, at the expense of them trying to make a point. Um, but at the same time, you know, is it just over enthusiasm about a subject that they feel very strongly about so that they lie to make their point uh, a little bit clearer or is it? I, I agree. I think um, what they're trying to do is they're, you know, their their ends is this is happening to me. And so whatever means it takes to, to prove that ends they'll do. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's frustrating because if they really step back and look at what's going on, like lying about these interactions and like you ha- like, I don't know how many of these things have not been proven wrong, right? How many other things have not been proven wrong because there weren't body cam footage or there wasn't some sort of surveillance. Right. But like, this is this is becoming an increasing thing. Like it's gonna happen. It's gonna be proved wrong over and over again. Like because of the body camera, uh, th- you know, situation yeah. with all the police officers now having them. This is gonna, th- it, it's gonna undermine their cause. And, and, right? and, that's, like, and that's exactly yeah. it. Like they're 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 actually hurting their own. Uh, cre- that not just their personal credibility, but the credibility of the entire cause. Even if the cause is actually justified, you know the the, the cause might be a completely valid cause that needs to be out in the spotlight, and and people need to learn more about and understand. Yet, them crushing their own credibility. Um, We're not even going to have the conversation for some of the so for real situations because it's going to be discredited. Conversations that could be had and productive might never happen because people like these people that I just cited thought it would be productive for them to lie about their situation. So now this is going to be highlighted and people are going to remember these things. I know it's notable on me because what strikes me the most about all this are are how educated and how how like you know they hold these positions that are prestigious but they've somewhere in their brain they think they still could lie about it and you know what part you know what's more maddening about this is even with the video evidence there are people that are openly and still out there that say no this still happened Mm -hmm. regardless of an objective truth that it is observable Mm -hmm. yeah they still don't believe because the reality that to me is just crazy. truth is no longer objective, Joe. Uh, Joe. It's a subject. Yeah. God, Rich, you're such a downer. <laughs> it was infuriating to me. Like whenever I heard like somebody like Oprah yeah. say, oh, tell your truth, girl. Like 
No, it's not your truth. There's the truth, and then there's what's not the truth. It's not right. I don't have a truth. You don't have a truth. We don't have a truth as compared to somebody else. It's either truth or not. It's either black and white or it's gray. And and you can't find truth or not the truth. That is the question. (laughs) And uh uh oh sorry. Go go. We still got a couple minutes on the music. Oh, Oh, I was just gonna say. Oh damn, the music threw me off. No uh uh fuck. Uh, Go go. Uh, this was all created too because of this whole sports mentality thing of the Democrats versus the Republicans. Republicans hate women, hate gays, hate black people, hate poor people. So the people on the other side of the spectrum almost look at it as they're taking down some sort of great evil and maybe doing that by whatever means are necessary is the right thing to do. Yeah, the reality of it is all of the same stuff existed the same, if not worse, uh, you know, but let's just say the same on any other administration that we've had. It just wasn't spotlighted in the same way. Um, and it, it kind of just tries to, it almost seems like it's just trying to put a bad light on the current administration. And, uh, you know, I've said this before. There's enough about the current administration uh, that we can bash without having to lie about it. I agree. And guys, you yeah. come to the end of the long-awaited, the long-anticipated episode number 28 of the podcast without a name. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you if you've gotten this far. You are a noble subject of the No Name podcast. Um, yeah, it was good getting back on the cast with you guys. Rich, don't forget, you will have the last words, so start thinking of that. You got like maybe a minute here. Um, find us on Facebook uh, the podcast without a name just two of us the one with likes that's us uh, Twitter at no name podcaster speaker SoundCloud iTunes Google Play Anchor well, I don't think we actually we're on Anchor yet but anyway we're, wherever you can find podcasts we will be there find us comment or be square whatever troll troll Rich's bear um because he has one. He brought it out for some ice cream earlier today. Um, Richard, are you ready? I am ready. The last word in three, two, one. Oh, hold on. <laughs> last word in three, two, one. Prevarication. <laughs>